Hi everyone, welcome to episode one of the Request for Explanation podcast. Today we have me, Carol Nichols. Me, Manish. And I'm Without Boats. And today we're discussing RFC 2000 on const generics. So Boats, what is the motivation behind this RFC and what does it let us do? So Rust today has arrays which each have a length as part of their types. So you'll have an array of instance length one, length two, and so on. And right now you can't abstract over arrays of different lengths. And so one way that this affects sort of like libraries and usages is that in the standard library, we've decided to implement traits for arrays up to length 32. But if you have an array that's longer than 32, you're just out of luck. And if you want to include arrays in a type, uh, you have to specify that length and you can't like have a type that has an array in it that's you know some any length. And so what this will let you do is write abstractions over arrays of any length by adding a new parameter that's uh, a u size because the array length is a u size. So you'll say you know impl uh, for clone for arrays of length n where n is any number. That sounds really cool. So after this is implemented, I'll be able to clone arrays of size 33? Yes, yes. After this is implemented, we'll have uh, all those traits implemented for any array of any size. And does this mean the docs of array are going to be a lot <laughs> yes, shorter? Yes, yes. Yeah, ho hopefully. Um, <laughs> well, they'll all have just one impl instead of 32 impls for every trait. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yeah. And there are some traits that we haven't been able to implement because just it's too hard to implement them for each of these like uh, iterators, for example, arrays don't implement iter into iterator, and now they will be able to. So what does this let me do? Uh, what does this let us do aside from just abstracting over um, writing clone impulse for arrays and stuff like that? So it'll let you, um, so it's sort of a more general feature than just solving this for arrays because, uh, you know, we try not to just have like a special case like this. And so what it does is it lets you make types and impuls and traits and things that are parameterized over uh, constant values. So right now you can parameterize them over types. So like a vector and option and things like that are all types that have a type parameter. Now you can create things that have a const parameter, which is any value that is known at compile time. And so it could be you know an integer, it could be a string, it could be all kinds of different types as long as they can be known at compile time. All kinds of different values, I mean, as long as they can be done as a compile time. One major use case for this is um, linear algebra libraries, where you have matrices, and you don't want to just say, oh, I'm going to let you use a matrix of 1 or 2 by 2 or 4 by 4 and nothing else. You want the user to be able to say, yes, I want a matrix that's gigantic, uh, and you don't want to have to specify all the types they can use beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like Things like that, like multi-dimensional arrays, uh, different sort of cryptographic primitives and that people have a lot of use cases for where they want to be able to do this, especially like like high-performance numerics computing is a yeah. very obvious use case. One interesting use case that Servo uses a lot is this crate called SmallVec, which is, a, which is basically a vector, but it will store the elements on the stack up to a certain length. And we wish to parameterize over the length. And we do that with some hacky stuff right now, but this would be a much nicer API and make it much easier to use. Cool, cool. Um, in the RFC boats, you mentioned that uh, this is kind of an advanced feature. Mm -hmm. um, like, how advanced do I need to be? What kinds of things do I need to know before using these features? And how, how will I know that I need this? So I think that there are sort of two different stories here. There's if you're use, there's a difference between 
using an API that uses this feature and then writing an API that uses this mm -hmm. feature. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot like type parameters, right? Like it's very, users are going to start using vectors very quickly and those have type parameters in them. And I think probably as APIs develop with these features, there will be some that like users use a lot. Like arrays, for example, will be, right now people don't really use regular arrays because of the issue with them, but now they'll be much more common. But in terms of defining your own types that are parameter, that parameterized over cons, you know, probably will be comparable to writing your own generic types because it's just a kind of generic type. Um, and so it's not something that we think users are going to run into immediately and we're, it's more of a sort of library author use case than an end user use case. What will I know, when will I know when I actually need to use this? That's a good question because um, I guess, so one situation we have right now is uh, there's a library called typenum, which uh, essentially creates a type for numbers up to like some huge number of numbers. And then you use those types as generics to like have types that are generic over numbers, but they're not real numbers, they're types that stand in for numbers. And so if you ever thought that maybe that would be a good idea to use, uh, your compile times right now will be terrible if you try to use that. Um, this would be a, basically a replacement for that. And it's when you need, uh, when you would be creating types to represent something that don't really make sense as types, it might be a better idea to use this feature. So. Uh, like numbers are where it's gotten a lot of attention, but even things like if you just need a marker and it just needs to have a name, it might make more sense to be parametric over a string and people can write, you know, uh, just whatever string they want there instead of having to create a, like a dummy type that doesn't have any data in it. And that would only work with like static strings, right? Yes, yeah, yes, okay. not like heap allocated strings, string literals, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so this RFC is is close to being merged. Uh, can you talk about some of the problems and um, challenges that have been worked out in this RFC? Yeah. So the first big question we had to resolve was syntax. Uh, like, you know, obviously there was a lot of different syntax proposals and bike shedding around the syntax. And so we've come up with one that's, uh, we think, pretty consistent with the rest of the language's syntax. Uh, Essentially, if you want to create a new const parameter uh, in your uh, uh, that you're generic over, you just add an extra parameter that's prefaced with the keyword const. So it's just you know angle bracket of const n colon and the type of n, which you know might be u size i32 static string whatever. Um, but there were sort of harder semantic questions to resolve about how far do we go on uh, what's called unification. And so when we're trying to type check your code and we need to like use type inference to figure out what the types of all the values in your function are, we may need to figure out if two different types that we have are actually the same type. Um, and that is that, that process is called unification. And when we're dealing with constants, then that means we could be dealing with sort of arbitrary expressions. And how do we know you know, for example, does n plus 1 unify with n plus uh, 2? And, you know, probably not, but uh, how does the compiler actually determine that, right? Or sort of harder questions like, does n times 2 unify with 2 times n? You know, if we don't know what n is, is it possible that two different equations can be used to determine n by, like, sort of backwards sat-solving them and stuff? 
And so that's where it gets very advanced and very tricky. And so right now what we've decided to do is something very conservative and very minimal, which is that unless it's literally the same expression that you wrote once, we don't attempt to unify them. So for every expression, we treat them as you know unknown values, and we don't do any sort of computation to solve them. Uh, and in, in order to let things like n times 2 unify with 2 times n, the compiler would need to know how to do math, right? Yeah, so it so would need to know... that's not something it knows how to yeah. do currently and sounds like well, a big project. Well, so the, the thing that we need to know is like that that is... Uh, I'm blanking on the name. I always confuse the different uh, properties. It's... Commutativity? Is it commutativity? Uh, yeah. Well, whichever one it is. Uh, you know, we need to know that that operation has that property, uh, and so those are equivalent. Uh -huh. And especially when we, since we allow operator overloading, what if it's not two? What if it's a user-defined type? And that's, right, so we have to, like, this, this is, there's a lot of design questions mm -hmm. here that we have to decide mm -hmm. about, and, like... Uh, so, and the compiler already can do some math, because, like, if you can say const n equal to 1 plus 2 plus 5, and it'll do that math and put that in N at compile time, and you can do pretty complicated stuff in there. Um, okay, however, so it's not so much math, it's more like math rules. Yes, it's, it's math and it needs to be able to figure out the identity of things. Here's just computing things, but also you may not actually ultimately know what X is. X could be a free parameter. So um, then, like, then you have to actually find, you have to do algebra and find the identity of stuff, and nobody likes algebra, so... Yeah, exactly, because like, you actually can have types right now, like an array of length 2 plus 2 plus 2 plus 2, and the yeah. compiler will accept that and will figure out that it's 8 or whatever. The problem that comes in when it's got a variable in it that the compiler doesn't know what the number is, and trying to take two of those expressions that can't be evaluated fully and figure out that they're actually the same expression. Like, for example, if, if you have, an in, if you have uh, the constant x and you don't know what it is, but you might be able to infer its value... Um, would would you take x plus 2 and x times 2 and look at the fact that they're the same and de determine that x is 2? Or is this too much math? Right. And we're like, even far before that kind of thing, yes. just like figuring out that x plus 2 and 2 plus x are the same is yeah. also like, has, raises a lot of questions. So right now we're not doing any of that. And we're just sticking to uh, treating them as just unknown. We don't know what it evaluates to, and so we don't know that it will unify with anything else. Even if it's literally, you have n plus 1 here and n plus 1 here, we won't be able to tell that they're the same type for now. So basically, you have to use the same type name everywhere. You should alias that to a certain type and use that. Yes. Or something. Yes. Um, though, uh, you actually won't be able to do that at first, because you can't alias with a parameter in it. Well, well yeah. I guess, uh, and that raises some other questions about, like, um, it's sort of very similar to when you want to have a type alias inside of a function that has a type parameter, uh, but the type parameter can't be just used in the alias, and so what do you do? You have to add an extra parameter to the alias and things, and there's, like, questions about whether or not we actually could allow that or not, and that's, like, a whole other design decision. Yeah, like so this is all future work that could be enabled by this RFC, yeah. but this RFC does not include this model. Right. This RFC is sort of the starting point to like a very like rich and complex space of possible extensions to the language that a lot of people are very excited about. And so we're just sort of dipping our toes into that uh, right now. Another extension there would be whereabouts, like being able to say, 
where this integer is smaller than this other integer or something like that. Yeah. But that's also complicated. Yes. Uh, we think that, you know, we might get there someday, but right now we're not. And a lot of people, especially people who want to write, um, like, cryptography, for example, really want that feature where yeah. they can, like, prove that their code, like, the value stays within a certain range. And so that's, you know, I don't actually know anything about cryptography, but it is important for safety and security somehow. Uh, and that's would require those kinds of where clauses and uh, we'd like to support those use cases but uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the like sort of API proliferation problems of like suddenly having libraries with these huge where bound clauses of like proving very complicated things and expecting people to understand what their API is doing and it's there are just a lot of design questions around yeah. so most of the comments um, the RFC seemed to be either about the syntax or about this unification problem. Were there any other topics in the discussions? Um, there's sort of one open question right now, which is uh, has to do with uh, defaults and ordering the parameters. But mm. those are sort of the big questions are like this unification stuff and how far we're going to go at first and how conservative mm -hmm. we're going to be just now. Um, there was also the question about locals. Um, uh, the uh, one thing that the RFC does not allow is basically within a function declaring a constant and then using that constant that's local to the function to as in the types for static or constant types local to that function. Right. You can do this globally, but not locally, for some various reasons. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's essentially the same problem as the. Uh, like if you have a function inside of a function, it can't use the type parameters from the outer function. Yeah. Similarly, if you have a const inside a function, it can't use the const parameters from the outer function. Yeah. And it's possible we could allow this, but that would sort of be like a separate RFC from this one. Yeah. Okay. That all sounds great. And I'm looking forward to this getting merged and implemented. Um, so again, it's, it's close to being merged. So... Uh, if anyone would like to give comments on this, this is a great time to do so. Um, are there any kinds of comments that you're particularly looking for right now? Uh, I'm especially interested in hearing people who have use cases where they think they need this mm -hmm. and understanding uh, what they actually want to use it for because, like, as we've sort of touched on, there's a lot of different ways that we can go in extending this further, and uh, it's hard to know what to prioritize uh, given all of that space. And so having different people come in with different use cases and being able to see, okay, what is most commonly requested and how, what should we prioritize the most? And like, if this address, if this RFC is going to address their use case or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's also very important. Yeah. Um, how far off do you f feel that the implementation would be like, which rust nightly, like would I expect <laughs> When's to see this? Done, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the RFC is, uh, pretty close to entering the sort of pre-FCP period where we all check boxes to say that we approve it. I need to make some edits, and then I'm probably going to propose to merge it. And then Eddie B is going to be working on it, and he says that he thinks he could have the implementation done by sometime in fall. Cool. So you could have it in nightly by the end of the year, and then you know from there it's a question of when we stabilize it and when mm -hmm. we think it's got no bugs and things like that. So this does not depend on chalk and stuff happening? No, this is totally orthogonal to chalk. Okay, cool. That sounds like a topic for a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So don't worry about, if you don't know what chalk is, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Chalk is another big project. Okay.
thank you so much for being on the show. And people listening to this, please suggest RFCs on our GitHub repo at github.com slash request hyphen for hyphen explanation slash podcast. And thank you for tuning in. Bye.